Welcome to This is the Gospel, an LDS Living podcast where we feature real stories from real people who are practicing and living their faith every day. I'm your host, Erica Free. Okay, I always wanted to do that. And I know what you're thinking. Where's Corinne? Or even Sarah? Who in the world is Erica? Well, to those of you who listened to the very, very end of the episode, when Corinne says additional story producing and editing by Erica Free, well, that's me. And I'm here to fill in this week while Corinne is still on the mend. She's doing a lot better, so no need to worry. But losing her for a week did put us a little behind schedule what we originally had planned. So sadly, I won't have our regular episode with news stories for you today, but I still think you're going to enjoy what I have. And what I have for you are two follow-ups with storytellers. And by follow-up, I mean conversations we had with storytellers after they told their story on the podcast. So catching up with them to hear what they've been up to. Remember Mac and Emily from episode 34, the unexpected friendship one? I still remember the first time I listened to it. It was before I started working here. I turned it on to listen to it while I ran. And it was so captivating that I remember pacing in front of my house after my run to hear the end of the story. And it's not a very long story, so that probably hints at how long my runs are. I hope no one's keeping track. Anyway, it's one of our most popular episodes. It even won an award from the LDS Publishing and Media Association. If you haven't listened to it, I really recommend it. It'll probably make this follow-up a little more meaningful. And it's episode 34 that aired last October 2019. Corinne sat down with Emily this past summer to hear about what she's been up to since she told her story. And sadly, it's just Emily. Sweet Mac has passed away since they told their story together. Here's Emily and Corinne. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Storyteller Spotlight. And today I am here with our dear friend, Emily Farmer. Um, You will recognize her voice when you hear her because she was the storyteller in our episode 34, Unexpected Friendships with Mac. She shared the stage with her friend Mac, and many of you loved that story. And Emily, we were so sad to hear that Mac passed away. I bet he was really happy. I bet he was like, ready to go. Let's get this party started. But he was very, yeah. What was he, 103? 103. And his sweetheart passed away 11 years ago. And he said, she can't come get me until she finds me the perfect golf green. But what in the world is taking her so long? (laughs) Eleven years. Come on, (laughs) man. I honestly like just think I. I don't know if I could if I could live to one hundred and three. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that I have the stamina for that. But bless my heart. That was that was Max thing though, right? Like if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Is that what he said? That was his whole life purpose. Even down to the very last day, he goes, "Well, tomorrow's a new day, and if I'm still here, I must have a purpose." Like wow, yeah, (laughs) amazing. I know. I hope I'm like that. I hope I'm like that when I get old, if I get old, who knows? We <laughs> eh, never know. Um, okay. So I just, considering everything that's happened, Emily, I've been thinking a lot about you and Mac and your friendship. And you told us in the podcast, some of the things that Mac taught you, but now that he's gone and he's home, what are, what is the biggest impact? What do you think made the biggest impact in your life from that friendship with Mac? Well, Mac and I had a deal, if you remember from the first podcast, that Mm -hmm. we're going to bring people joy and make them happy by sharing our music. And so as Mac was about to pass a few days before, he said, remember our deal. I was like, okay. And I had no idea, like none of us knew that he was going to be passing in a few days. And so then he passed. And at the time, I'd actually been going through 
Um, I had gotten some multiple brain injuries and my life was really <laughs> going through a hard time, kind of hit bottom. And um, after he passed and I was really struggling kind of with some actually suicidal stuff, some darkness and stuff and really having a hard time being down with Max passing. It was just, even though I knew it was coming, it was just still like, just a hard thing to believe. Like, wow, my best friend yeah. is gone. Like, yeah. whoa. So, and I just remember it was one of the darkest times of my life. And I just remember I was like, okay, I made Mac a promise. And so um, that's when I remembered we were going to share our music with the world. And so I started working on my album and was able to release it three months later. And it was really crazy because I did not plan for my album that has him on it to come out during the pandemic when the whole world was shut down. And I was like, whoa, like now this is weird. And that it was the coolest experience that I ever had because I went to so many people's doorsteps and so many friends of ours that Mac and I had met and family and delivered them on their doorstep. And it just brought this smile to people during the pandemic. And it just gave me that purpose again. And I felt like I was keeping our promise in such so, a different way that I even like didn't even think about. Yeah. So wait, did Mac, so he's still giving you purpose even after he's gone, which I think is yeah. so cool. Every day I get people saying, Hey, I've heard your story of you and Mac. And I just love like hearing him on the CD. And I never thought it would be kept going in such a way like this. And it's been so yeah. fun because music was our gift together that we got to share. Yeah. So is he playing the harmonica on the album? Yeah. So he's actually playing harmonica on um, You Are My Sunshine. And then he sings the song, Let Me Call You Sweetheart. And he dedicated that to his sweet wife. And oh, so tender. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I think that the world has lost a true talent in Mac, but I'm glad that you are still keeping the keeping the fire alive, the, the Mac fire alive for him. That's really cool. You know, I was thinking about the other deal that you had, and I think it was that Mac was going to find you a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Any luck there? I mean, is he still, he could still be working on that. Maybe that's yeah, like he, his intellectual work on the other side. I don't know. That's so funny you brought that up. So that's actually the very last word that he told me before you passed. Like, I was able to be there when he was passing. It was the most special, sweetest experience I ever had in my life. And I had a lot of sweet memories with him and it was just so interesting. That was just one of the most, it like topped it all. It was so tender. Yeah. And I said, Mac, remember our deal? And he said, husband. And I was like, yep. I was like, find me husband. And he actually couldn't talk after that. Like that's when he started, he can talk and, you know, progress to pass on. But I was like, oh, Mr. Duffer. So it's been so cool. And I, I wonder like if my husband will be found through this music of connection with him on it or something. I'm, I'm excited to see when that time comes at the right time to. So how did you find, is this through the music or Mr. Duffer? Did you know him? Like, so, yeah, that'll yeah. be so fun. And, and also one of those things that you'll just, no matter how it happens, you, your life will be different forever because of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. my last, my last follow-up question is, you know, we, our podcast is called, this is the gospel. And one of the things that I love about the podcast is that every story leads us to Christ. Every story shows us how he and his atonement and his gospel is working in our lives. What's the thing that you learned from Mr. Duffer? Um, now, looking back, is there anything that you can say that he taught you about the gospel of Jesus Christ that you'll never forget? Yeah, for sure. Um, he taught me, like, no matter our journey, to embrace it. And to always be happy. You're going to have trials in life, 
But if you're here, like you said, you have a pulse, you have a purpose. And it was actually really like an experience after his passing. And I had lost some of my memory during the brain injuries. And when they finally came back and I could sit at a piano, I even like still had memory problems with piano. But when it finally clicked and I was in a recording studio and I could remember how to play the piano, this song just came to my mind and I just started playing. And um, that song's actually on my album. It's called Embrace the Journey. And when that happened, I just knew that that was his story, like our story with this, that if anything I've learned from is he just embraced the journey that he, he would have thought at 99 years old that he would go blind. And yet he was the most happiest person you ever met. And those last four years of his life, I'd say he almost lived to the fullest than his whole life in a way. And he just taught me that you can be happy no matter through your trials, no matter what you go through and that to reach out to find people to serve, to make them happy. And so, yeah, I still, I'm just like every person here. Every day we still have struggles in our life. And I just remember, I'm like, what would Mac do? He'd be happy. We'd continue moving forward and we'd go find someone to serve. Yeah. And it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that makes that possible, right? Like, exactly. like even when you're sad, the, the hope that comes from knowing that Christ overcame all of it, oh. like that is, that is the thing that we can cling to. And Mac really lived that. He was like, listen, you're not ready to take me yet. I'm going to, I'm going to stay yeah. here and do the best I can. And I honestly like that enduring to the end thing. I really <laughs> admire, I admire both of you because, oh. because you are also an example of that. And I think that's really cool. So thanks for sharing your story with us. Yeah. Emily, and thanks for popping in and saying hi. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, see you. Bye. That was Emily and Corinne. Max's motto, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose, has been replaying in my head ever since I heard it. And I love how we can tell how that's not just something Max said all the time, but something that he did. And I also love how Emily is a great example of that as she brings joy to people through her music in what sounds like a really challenging time of her life. Our next follow-up is with another storyteller, who has a crazy zeal and appetite for life and living it intentionally. I mean, so impressive. Stacy Taniguchi first told his story on episode 37, Climbing the Mountain. And let me tell you, it's adventure. It's told beautifully. It gets your palms sweating. I mean, it's so good that I basically recapped the whole story to my family the next day. I'm sure I didn't do this story any justice, but it was just so good that I wanted to talk about it. If you haven't heard it, I'll link it in our show notes so you can go listen. Here's Sarah catching up with Stacy earlier this summer. Hi, Stacy. How are you doing? Hi. Good, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Sure. We're glad we can catch up. Um, as I know you've heard, your podcast episode was one of the all-time favorites. Everybody loved it. Everyone I know who listened to it said um, that they... Their heart rate increased dramatically listening to it, and it was an adventure. Did you get good feedback from people about it? You know, I did. I, I got a lot of people who said they were on the edge of their seats, their palms got sweaty. And yeah. I, I like hearing that because it makes it feel like, okay, then vicariously, you are right there with me. And, and I think that makes it a little more impactful. But I, I did get a lot of people who were saying, you know, well, is there something else that you have a story for or, or lessons of life and that type of thing? And I found that really interesting because they were they were searching for something. Yeah, definitely. I think um, especially now we all are searching a little bit 
for a sense of adventure while we're stuck at home. But what is, uh, how are you doing in the pandemic? How's your family? What are, what does life look like for you right now? Uh, well, I'm probably just as busy as I've always been because I'm always looking for different ways of trying to get involved with stuff. Um, and I guess the thing that I'm really excited about is I'm developing some things that I've always been thinking about where people really need to be intentional about choosing the, the type of life that they want. And I couch it basically in two areas. You, you either are thriving in your life or you're just enduring your life. And my hope is people will see the value of their life as one in which they can thrive. Yeah. Um, I know that this idea of helping people thrive has kind of been at the core of your career and your life's work. I, I don't know if all our listeners are familiar with your list of 100 things. Could you give us a little overview of that? Yeah, sure. It's kind of, um, I mean, I've been thinking and working on this ever since I was a teenager. Um, and it was an idea that actually came to me through a article that was in a magazine that some of our younger audience probably never heard of called Life Magazine. And it was a picture uh, that was in the magazine about a guy who was holding up a piece of paper and he had things written on it. You couldn't read it, but the caption underneath was that he finished his, lo- uh, his list. And it was basically a guy who created a list of things that he wanted to do in his life. I know some people might say that was his bucket list. I I tend not to use that word because I don't want people to be thinking about death. I want them to think about their life as one that can be exhilarating, challenging. and, uh, And so I just got really inspired to think that's a great way to plan out your life. And And so I started as a teenager creating what eventually becomes the, the list of 100 for me. It's uh, the 100 things that I thought that I would really like to do in my life, places I would like to see, people I would like to meet, things that I would like to accomplish. And um, over a period of probably 10 years or more, this list grew to 100 items. And so that has been my guide, my uh, plan to thrive. How do you decide what goes on the list? Um, I mean, I think you could fill it with any kind of random idea, but how, how do you know what are the good ones to keep that well, really help you thrive? Yeah, this is kind of interesting because I felt like you could put a lot of different kinds of things on it. And I mean, for individuals, you, you put whatever you want on it. But I felt it was very important for me to put the things on there that would continue to help boost and add value to my life. Mm-hmm. And so one of the exercises that I've challenged people to do is try to identify those things that matter most to you in your life, you know, your values. And so the things that you put on your list, I would suggest should never come in conflict with what you value. So for example, if you value your family members, be careful that you're not putting things on your list that would take away from that value of your family. In mm-hmm. other words, if it can be done, try to do involve your family with that thing that's on your list. And if it's not going to involve them, make sure that they're supportive of what you're planning to do on that list or whatever it might be. So <clears throat> yeah, they should be value-based, the things that you put on your list. And I also... 
I have a couple of personal rules and I like people that kind of consider them. One is uh, the things that you put on the list, like I just said, can never be in conflict with what you value. Mm-hmm. Second, it can be retroactive. You, you know, think back on what you've accomplished in your life and those things that have made you a better person, things that have helped to make you grow and feel good about who you are. And you can put that on your list. And the nice thing about that is you can put it on your list and check it off at the same time. That's great. That that's yeah. kind of helps give you a little bit of a boost and momentum into this process. But the last thing that I think is really important is once you put something on that list, don't take it off. Okay. You know, if it's important to you now, it should be important to you 20 years from now. What the list does, I think, it just helps people to be aware of all the opportunities that cross your path. I think we get so caught up in the busyness of life, the obligations of life, the concerns and challenges of life, especially during this pandemic, that we tend to overlook the fact that opportunities are coming at us in a variety of different ways. I have found in my life that when something was on that list and I revisited the list often, those opportunities come up, I have a tendency to say just the opposite. What do I have to do to take advantage of that opportunity now? Because I may never have this opportunity come across my way again. Yeah, I found that to be a real great way to make sure that I'm involved with living this life to thrive. And then the result is you have a life full of adventure, right? It has. You, you, you managed to fit it in where you could have just kept kept going with the, the next daily challenge, right? But it right. took you to another level. That's cool. Right. Yeah. The, the key is you have to be intentional about this. You know, these are not things that, this is not a life where you can just sit around and wait for things to just happen to you. You know, I certainly think that challenges, as hard as they can be at times, usually have a way to be very rewarding and meaningful mm-hmm later as you reflect on it you know as a climber i always find that when you climb a mountain it's it is difficult it is hard there's actually to be honest nothing super fun about it (laughs) but when you are able to meet a particular goal along the way or actually summit you can look back and just say you know what the things that i learned the things that i had to overcome you know that was very very meaningful and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I've had, I had that chance to do that because I feel I walk away a much better person than when I, when I, before I started. Yeah, I get that. It stretches you. You're a little yeah. different afterwards. It changes you. It's been a pleasure. It's been really great. Yeah, um, I, I, I've enjoyed talking to you and stuff. And I, and I really do hope. I, my, my, I've, you know how you live your life and you, sometimes you wonder, what am I supposed to be doing in this life? You still wonder? No, I actually have come to some satisfaction that the Lord has given me all the opportunities and the things that I've been able to do in my life to come to this idea of thriving and trying to give people this sense that, that, you know, there's no like magic potion or anything. It, it does require some effort, but it's not as hard as you think. It's, it's really just sitting down and thinking about what is it that you really want to do, you know? Yeah. You're here, make the most of it. So what would you like to do? And I think, and I know there's people who really go through <clears throat> some real struggles, 
But what I hope is that they do have a sense that I can change it. I can do something about it. And, and what Stacy's telling me to do is not complicated. It's not that hard. I don't have to buy anything. I can just go home, sit down and think about it. And I've had a lot of people tell me as they're creating their list, they find it's pretty inspirational. They learn a lot about themselves and what, they, what they're focusing on. Well, I encourage all the listeners who are fans of the podcast to, if you haven't thought about your own list, maybe do it and maybe we can have a little conversation in the comments with people sharing what they're working on or what they're trying to change to really thrive. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you so much for taking right. the time to talk to us. Thank you, right. Sarah. Take care. All right. That was Stacy and Sarah. The first time I heard the follow-up over this summer, I was so inspired. I was like, yes, Stacy, I'm going to go make my list. I started daydreaming about all of the things I could do, all the places I wanted to go, the people I wanted to meet. But listening to it now, months and months into COVID, when things don't really seem to be getting better, and it feels like Groundhog Day every day, it was hard. I wanted to get excited and think about all the things I wanted to do and find this great zeal for life, but I just kept coming up blank. Nothing was coming to mind. Actually, one thing was coming to mind, and that was all of the things I couldn't do. I thought, well, I can't make plans to travel right now. Who knows? I don't know when COVID is going to end. Can't really make goals to meet new people or do crazy things because I'm kind of stuck at home all the time. But I found this one thing that Stacy said really interesting. He talked about how if opportunities come into our life, we need to take advantage of them now. When I was listening, I remember thinking, why now? Why, why can't you take advantage of them a couple months later or earlier? And then I started thinking, okay, I'm going to apply Stacy's idea and think what opportunities do I have now and only now that I can take advantage of? And of course, at first I was like, well, nothing, I'm home all the time. But then the more I thought about it, the more I realized that maybe these opportunities aren't fun, but being home all the time and having a lot more time by myself has given me the opportunity to take a look at my mental health and my habits and to think of ways that I can improve them. It's given me the opportunity to look around me and to see who's really hurting and to think really hard about ways that I can help because I can't help in the ways that I always have. And it's given me the opportunity to spend a lot of time with the people that I live with and that I love. And even though I can't confidently say that I've spent more time in the scriptures than I ever have during COVID, I do think that I've thought more about my Savior and I've thought a lot more about what brings me peace and what the source of that peace is. I think maybe that's what President Uchtdorf meant when he said in this last conference, Focus on the things you can do and not on the things you cannot do. He also said, we will endure this, yes, but we will do more than simply grit our teeth, hold on, and wait for things to return to the old normal. We will move forward and we will be better as a result. I'm glad that I could learn that not all opportunities are fun or glamorous or adventurous, but they are there and they are specific to now. And as someone who has been gritting her teeth, just waiting this out, I'm grateful that I can look at this in a new way 
And I'm grateful for Mac and Emily for showing me what if you have a pulse, you have a purpose means. So hang in there, everybody. We love you. We're here with you. We read your reviews often and they make our day. They make my day 10,000 times over. We'll be with you again next week with brand new stories and a brand new Corinne. (laughs) Just kidding. She won't be brand new, but hopefully she won't be feeling sick anymore. I'll link to the original stories for Emily and Stacy in our show notes. I'll also make sure to add the link for President Uchtdorf's talk that I quoted. You can also get more good stuff, updates, quotes, photos by following us on Instagram or Facebook at thisisthegospel underscore podcast. And as always, if you have a story about living the gospel of Jesus Christ, give us a call. And what we're really looking for right now are stories about Christmas, about getting Christmas right and what that looks like for you. The best pitches, as always, will be short and sweet and focused. Call 515-519-6179. This episode was mixed and mastered by Mix at Six Studios. Our executive producer is Aaron Hallstrom. You can find past episodes of this podcast and all the other LDS Living podcasts at ldsliving.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening and spending your time with us. We'll be with you again next week.